<laughs> Fuck out of here. Niggas is trying to do what? 500 on this and you want to plug some shit in? Yo, get the fuck out of here, Cody. <laughs> He's like, shit, I'm just trying to make it easy. <laughs> Cody's like, well, it's more convenient. Yeah, it's convenient. I'm trying to ball out. Oh, man. Yo, this is episode six of the KB and M's podcast. I am KB, one half of the podcast, half man, half amazing, <laughs> halfway out the door. My guy, my guy. Hey, this is M's of the uh, KB and M's podcast, episode six. Things episode are getting six. very scary around here. Six, six. Spooky hours, Halloween weekend coming up and whatnot. Dark lane demo tapes. Vibes. Take care. <laughs> Nothing was the same. Yo, you can, if you put them in a specific order, it'll sound like a greeting card. That's hella trippy. Take care. Nothing was the same. It went like a picture on the front. <laughs> How you been, man? You know, uh, just cooling. What did I do this past week? Anything interesting? No. <laughs> nothing. It's just been raining. Yeah. Miserable. It has been know? raining. I've been all right, man. I've been moving around. I've been spending a little more time just driving around the city. Just yeah. like taking it in, looking at the changes, seeing what's new, what's different. Mm-hmm. Watching which parts are getting gentrified. A lot of it. Yeah, but it's crazy. Just chilling. Reading my books still. Yeah, getting busy with that? Yeah, uh, halfway through. Phil Jackson is like, he's one of those people that like, he has it figured out. Mm -hmm. But he's simplified it for himself. Like, you know how those people have like hit that point in life where they've experienced enough to understand what's going on? Right. And then they just take the finer points and mold their life. And it's like they got the perfect balance. Right. You feel like Phil's one of those people when you read that book. Damn. I, I definitely got to grab that one. Yes, sir. The thing Phil's is, awesome. I have like five books I'm in the middle of. I'm the worst at like at finishing, th- at like finishing not just books, but there's a lot of things. Like uh, the reason why I got my video production business kind of going yeah. is because I got to thinking there's so many ideas I always had flowing in my head all the time. And I just never executed on anything. So I just started kind of exploring a little bit, going on YouTube, checking out some video creators, um, kind of yeah. shadowing my boss a little bit, and then uh, just buying a camera, nothing crazy, a cheapy, and just uh, started working for free, just running some small little shoots and whatnot, just sampling things, seeing how stuff worked out. And uh, kind of just going from there, I finally got the business going, cooked up a couple videos, uh just focusing on what my best stuff was and repeating what worked for me. And then I just kind of kept it pushing. And I feel like that was just a big thing for me is just being able to finally finish something and have a product that I could push and be proud of. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people with ideas, mm-hmm. but a lot the, of idea people, the execution of the idea is where most of us or a lot of us fall short. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to, like to follow through with things yeah and to make things actionable it's a lot easier said than done but it's the best feeling in the end when you do uh get the job done man and you don't gotta when you're just starting out you don't have to i don't know don't set the bar too high man these people on youtube and uh in the industry uh not just with video creating but i mean in any type of avenue people you're looking up to are most likely like the best at what they're doing so i mean you got to scale it down a little bit in terms of what though because so, like for me i feel like 
if I'm, as long as I'm not ignoring the day to day, right, and I'm really truly perfecting my craft mm-hmm. and honing in on my craft, you'll start to know when those things are actually attainable versus right. like just admiring them. And now that I think about it, it kind of it applies differently to different different avenue like when i'm thinking about like video creating i'm thinking about me perfecting my shots and my camera uh before applying these crazy effects in like this this and this that and the third you know what i mean i think of travis scott videos that are super trippy and going in and out and then i'm like why am i setting the bar like why am i trying to compare my work to this you know what i mean but when i think about you making music it's a it's a hundred percent different when it comes to you Kind of putting forth your best and looking at your your peers. Yeah, but I think I think it's ultimately interpretation, right? For sure. And then how you how you implement that in your mm-hmm. art. So, like for me, I can listen to Hove do like spit a flow that I've never heard before. Yep. So for me, I'm not going to internalize it and go, all right, how can I do that flow? It's just like, right. it just pushes you to try and Venture create out. a different flow or right. use a flow that you haven't used before because it's like, wow, he's, he's doing that. So let me see what I can do. Right. So it's not necessarily a matter of, yo, let me go flow like Hove right now. Right. And then everything will cultivate around that. It's mm-hmm. more like what my biggest thing is taking what you taking what you can realistically use. I feel like a lot of times you hear take things from the greats, steal from the greats. Right. But it doesn't always apply no, to you. Like not at all. Basketball, I coach basketball and everyone loves Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Everyone oh, loves man. Steph Curry. Everybody trying to jack threes up from 30 feet away. And then it's like, well, I'm trying to have a shot like Steph. So then my first question is, how many jump shots are you putting up a day? Well, nah, me and my trainer work on my handle and then we do like strength and core, and I'm like, no, 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 no. no. How many jump shots? How many did shots you, you like? putting up a day? Come on, little man. And then it's like, well, maybe you're looking after the wrong person. Like, if yeah. you'd rather work on your ball handle, you're probably looking up to the wrong person. So I think it's all about taking the things that are actually actionable to you. So like, you look at the Travis Scott video, and you see like some trippy, some futuristic wild shit. shit, bro. And it's like, well, I'm not gonna go put you know, the holographic Kylie Jenner in my video, <laughs> but how can, how right. can I make my videos? What pieces can I pull from Trippy that? to somebody else. Yeah. Or like what's yeah. a spin that I can put on it. That's a great point. But I think that goes into the editing ruthlessly piece. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, if you're, you're constantly working on yourself and mm-hmm. you're always trying to get better. I think that, that's what I think when I see edit ruthlessly. Absolutely. Repeat what works and don't quit on a good idea. I like it, man. Yeah. I think of quitting on good ideas. When I think of good ideas, I think about Cody. This man is a... Cody is an idea. He is a mountain of wealth. Within itself. When I see don't quit on a good idea, it makes me... It reminds me of the phrase, um, if your dreams aren't... If, the, if your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because if you... You know, if you're chase like you're saying, if you're chasing after that top tier, you're gonna see some milestones or some prerequisites that are above your head at that moment. But yeah, you're right. You know, gotta keep pushing.
also one thing that says um, if you have a goal, try to aim above it because you always have windage because you might fall. Like they, they always say, like you always fall short, but if you end up aiming higher, you might you'll land where you you'll land right where you want it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just don't don't shrink your expectations of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, know what you want, know what it entails, you know, and chip at it every day. Mm-hmm. Every day do something to make yourself better at what your goal is. That's the big thing is that, that every day working towards something, you can't tell me you don't have any time in the day to put 30 minutes towards some type of goal. It's just you got to get the excuses out of there. You have to find time. It's yeah, just like when someone fu- says, I don't have time to work out. It's like, no, working out just isn't important enough right. to you Facts. for you to fit it in somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you, learn, you learn what people really care about when they're left to their own devices. Yeah. And, like, what they, what they gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. But, no, man, I think that's a, that's a solid point. Yeah, very solid point. Um, speaking of somebody who's making solid points, your man Joe Rogan's back at it again. My man. (laughs) How's this? So Joe Rogan has been all over the news ever since he joined Spotify. It's almost like when your favorite team signs that problematic player who's had trouble everywhere they go. And now they're having trouble on your team. And it's like, damn, (laughs) the fuck? Why is this happening? So pretty much they signed Joe Rogan. They brought on the Joe Rogan experience last September. And then... I think they thought more about how many people are listening rather than the, <laughs> I, the junk that was going to come with it. I think you're right. You know what I mean? I definitely think you're right. So pretty much last month, Joe Rogan was... what is No, it's October, so last month. Yeah, last month. You forget what time it is. Uh... He was talking about how people, individuals specifically, he was getting political with it, like yeah. liberals and left-wing people yep. were starting the fires in California. That was his, that was that's what he was telling people. And then Spotify got on him and he did some research and then he retracted and apologized, but like Because you got to think about <laughs> how many people are listening like religiously to Joe Rogan. It's an You definitely got to be amount. responsible of your platform yeah. for sure. For sure. But he went from spreading that gossip to pretty much I don't I don't know what the phrases were or what the comments were because I don't listen to his podcast, but pretty much he was saying stuff that transphobic or trans people weren't cool with. And you have trans people who work for Spotify or people who identify or can at least sympathize when somebody's not being spoken about in the right light. Mm-hmm. And the people who work for Spotify are trying to say, hey, this dude's wilding out on trans people. He's making transphobic comments and he defended him and kept him in there. And now they're in more hot water because he brought your man's Alec Jones, Alex, Alex Jones, Jones, on his podcast. That dude's crazy. If you like listen to anything that this, this man has said, Figuratively, your man's. I don't think Alex Jones is your man. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. I don't want people thinking I'm... Sean doesn't... To my knowledge, Sean doesn't move in those circles. But pretty much, Alex Jones, he's a conspiracy theorist. Like, he'll he'll, he'll take some pretty sensitive stuff and add, like, a wild spin to it. 
and give you some dots to connect and keep people going in that light. But a lot of the stuff that he talks about is, I don't know. For me, it's not, it's not stuff that I even want to pay attention to. You hear about, I don't know. I don't even want to give him that much light, but he's, uh, he's the one pushing that 5g. Like once 5g gets implemented, your brain will turn into mush. He's one of those guys. He's one of the people who has a theory on the Sandy hook elementary shooting being, that's why his, so his whole YouTube, like every type of uh, platform he was on, he got taken down because yeah, Twitter, YouTube, he was calling Sandy hook a whole, yeah, that dude's bugging Facebook. Yeah. So this isn't the first time Rogan's had him on his show. I've actually caught a little bit. uh, I was on a road trip and I caught a little bit of a pod with, uh, Alex Jones and Rogan, and it was so out there. Like, I'm saying, like, Alex Jones was just spewing some crazy stuff, saying uh, people of power all take, uh, like, STD, or not STD, I'm tripping, LCD, and uh, trip out, and they basically, like, join into, like, a LSD? LSD, I'm sorry. I'm (laughs) tripping out. Niggas is taking liquid crystal displays? LCDs, baby, LEDs, OLEDs. No, but uh, they trip out and hallucinate and Going to different uh, dimension. It was wild, dude. It was definitely some out some, there. Some um, Epstein Island type Yeah, shit. it was some out there shit, man. But, uh, so yeah, so Rogan uh, and him were, they were spewing what it was fake COVID stuff, right? Is that what it was about uh, on Tuesday? When they were, they were talking about, or he was talking about, um, I guess, uh, the issues with vaccines and stuff oh, pretty yeah, much yeah, shit yeah. that you shouldn't be talking about in covid world without freaking people out yeah so exactly i think it was about uh, an oral vaccine because apparently alex jones is trying to claim that an oral vaccine uh, has been paralyzing people that they've been testing it on so just like wild stuff but it's like you don't have anything to back that so you can't just be spewing stuff out with just no that's yeah. kind of the problem with how news is spread. And yeah. that's kind of why people are up at arms with having him on the podcast in general, because a lot, like you said, a lot of this stuff isn't found. A lot of this stuff no, isn't proven. Nothing to support it. So he's just kind of. So it's almost like they're holding Spotify accountable for the spread of misinformation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say so. But they're saying, like, I know they're. The biggest uh, parallel that I saw someone make was R. Kelly, and they're saying uh, Spotify isn't going to just ban somebody, mm-hmm. but they're going to make sure that they don't do anything to help or promote your content. Right. So it's like they're not going to help him push this episode. No, not if at they all. let him keep it up there. They'll let him keep it, but they're not going to feature it on anything. Or, yeah. So like yeah. people are voicing their concerns to Spotify. And they're, they're still riding for Joe Rogan. Like, they're giving managers talking points to use mm. so that if somebody's tight and they're spazzing on you, you have, like, phrases that you can go to. That's wild. To make people feel better go about to. the fact that Joe Rogan's not going anywhere. Like, <laughs> you, you it's important go- to have diverse voices and points of view on our platform. Then why'd you take his podcast down? Right. <laughs> but I mean... That's what made so it's what made me ask like when you find out that information is false or it's harmful or misleading or it's like hate speak, is it the platform's responsibility to let you know like hey, they're wilding over here, or is that kind of on you as an individual to mm-hmm. since they're I feel like since Spotify is such a big platform uh, and people like we were saying are so misinformed, I feel like it is on the platform you gotta at least like. I don't know, maybe have a disclaimer of some sort 
Grandma. Like, like the terms and conditions that you click <laughs> agree mean, to on everything. I mean, that's true. It just makes that's me true. think, like, who's, like, everybody's tight. Like, Joe Rogan had the problematic situation. Everybody's tight at Spotify. And it's like, well, if if you don't agree with Alex Jones, don't go don't, look up any of the theories li- he's giving Right, you. don't listen to this episode. Don't subscribe to any that's of these. That's all. You're right. Theories. So, like, for me, it's like, is it really Spotify's problem? True. And They're just a platform. he had somebody on who goes left occasionally. Right. And if you see his name on there, then all right, skip that one. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I right. didn't click on it. I don't. I I have yet to listen to an episode, but. No. Nah. He got Kanye on for three hours, so he'll probably get me to tune in. I wasn't in a rush to watch it. I wasn't in a but rush, but then I was like, "It's Kanye. You got to watch it. You got. You have to three I, three I, hours worth of yeah, conversation." My only hope is that Joe Rogan like don't just let him let stuff off. You know, like, he, what yeah. if I told you he did? Then it's he not did, even he, worth. Then it's not worth he, listening to because I've read the tweets already. He didn't intervene enough to me personally. <laughs> I listened to twenty minutes of it and. uh just the way Ye is just kind of jumping back and forth in between like history and like I don't know, man. His mind is just a is a crazy thing. Bro, homie said Harriet Tubman didn't use the Underground Railroad to free slaves. She used it to get them to work for other white people. Huh? <laughs> I mean, so I, yeah, the point is to be made that white people technically can be traced back to own everything. Yeah, but oh, but if if he's talking about they went from being slaves to being employees, that makes sense because nobody had businesses. But yeah, but it's, I, it's I just the way that he's saying, it. you know, what I'm doing the the person <laughs> you're playing devil's advocate, trying to look out for homie who's wilding out the perspective misses the bigger point. And when you point out a figure like that and you adjust the lens on what they did. Well, we also wasn't there because people would be adjusting the lens on MLK. Yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. You can adjust the lens on whatever you want when you made Jesus Walks. Like, but think, think about the future, like how they're going to Or maybe we'll get to a point where people stop talking about Jordan and LeBron's the GOAT. But Spotify surpassed 300 million users Yeah, they had a, as a whole. Yeah, they had a successful uh, marketing campaign in Russia as well as uh, campaigns in India and other uh, surrounding <laughs> markets. I guess. When I think about India, Cody, you and I had that combo the other day. It's about how big India is. I mean, it's looking like Spotify's <laughs> taking over, man. Oh, yeah. I'm live in India. Intune is live in India. The way that he says it is like, hey, remember India? We got to let people know it's happening. <laughs> India has it's been. In India. India's been out here for some time, bro. For sure, for sure. <laughs> it's on well, your map. Hey, India, <laughs> you we were talking about it. Costa Rica, feel me? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Fuck out here. No, but there's some no, there's certain countries who've done a good enough job of insulating their population to where now it's valuable. Like oh, absolutely. you like now it's worth something for Spotify to be in Russia, for mm-hmm. uh TikTok to be in Russia or India. Like That's population a big mass deal. is that large. Yeah. yeah. 
So we got the crunch in the numbers. Spotify is sitting at 144 million paid subscribers. Apple Music, 55 million paid subscribers uh, before COVID. So that was January 2020. So 144 to 55. Am I not hip? I don't have a Spotify, and I'm never on Spotify. Am no. I missing out on something? Spotify was around before Apple Music was. Facts. So its customer base is a little bit more aged. I got you. Spotify does do a few things that like Apple Music could. I don't either. Learn from, but it's it's just the interface. It's because everybody's Apple yeah. out. You yeah. learn the interface, and then it's probably not that bad. But I remember hearing about Spotify, and for me, I was before Apple Music. I was still going to get my music myself. Like yeah, if I yeah. really had to, I'd buy Facts. it in iTunes or I'm get it. However, I need to get it, but. Yeah, and then streaming music came, and now all I got to do is all my mixtape stuff, like you said, put it on an SD card, and yep. then everything else is on Apple point. Music. Uh, yo, we literally grew up but it's, oh yeah, it's. Because remember, you know, the different colorful computers? Yeah. <laughs> it's just hitting Cody that we had a privileged childhood because we had Macs in our school. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> On the big, the big Macintosh computers. Yeah. Yeah. When the actual computer was shaped like an apple. Before that, I'm talking about like the floppy disk type shit. Cody's just throwing his privilege around. That's, that's, that's Liverpool. <laughs> that's Liverpool. <laughs> Cody's out here. No, I'm just kidding. Yo, uh, do you know who Ashley Graham is? So I've heard of her and I've seen her, but once you brought the name up, I had to Google her. And uh, I did not mind. I did not mind Googling the name Ashley Graham. Ashley Graham. She was talking about um, post-pregnancy life. She recently had a baby in January. Oh, okay. And she was getting into some crazy details because she was like, a lot of women have asked me, were you afraid to have sex again? Valid question. Not at all. And the reason I wasn't was because I know my vagina was made to have a baby and to push it out, and I knew it was going to go right back to what it was. All right. Fair enough. Confidence. Wonder, how long is that like process? Like what, Afterwards? Yeah. How long you got to wait? For real, for real? You said two weeks? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I thought you said two. I was like, oh. fam, two weeks. It's still Texas okay. Shadesaw Massacre. No, it's not. <laughs> two weeks is not. Okay, to clarify, no. Cody said 13, guys. He did not say two. But no, she gets into um, like what it feels like to have sex. And she's like, everything's still there. It all feels the same. The furniture is just probably rearranged. Yo, if somebody said that to you, what would you think? I'd be speechless. I was just gonna say, like, how do you feel about a woman just kind of being like upfront and out there about this stuff? I kind of like, like it. I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weirdo no, though. No kink shaming, but like that's yeah. kind of why I brought it up. Like, yeah. obviously the the horn dog aspect is there, but like, right. This is content that's not really. Out there, like, nah, like not at all. Women speaking about the, mm -hmm. the healing process and 
what your body goes through, what sex feels like, like stuff like that isn't usually spoken of. I'll be asking, so I already. <laughs> Cody be asking. <laughs> she said, when, they, when you have a newborn, they usually sleep for a couple hours. So we'll put them in the bassinet on the other side of the room and get it going. Ashley Graham got to have a combo with uh, with wifey <laughs> after this podcast. <laughs> Yo. Uh, but, I mean, they t- they'll tell you in the hospital. I have two kids, so I've been through the process twice. They'll tell uh, you, like, you have to wait a certain amount of weeks, mm. and then it's all comfort from there. She said the kid usually sleeps for a couple hours at a time, so we'll put him in the bassinet and get it going. Get it going. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think it's cool. Like she talks about, I mean, the more mature side of it was like right. just taking time to yourself and balancing being a working parent and still knowing who you are. Like they'll go for walks or they'll go to dinner or they'll drive around. Right. Just to kind of keep their peace of mind. Just because being a parent is such a such a heavy task, man. Yeah. And so my wife's pregnant, so... KB, like I already said in episode one, he was the first person I uh, approached about it. And the first thing I said was, is what can I do for her, like to make her life easier when we eventually do have the child? And that was the first thing you said is just make sure you can carve, you can carve out time for her to just do her. You know what I mean? Make sure you take time and hang out with your baby and just let her kind of decompress because that can be a lot for a woman. Yeah. All day, every day. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that advice. That's something I'm definitely going to, and I am taking in for sure. <laughs> something I'm going to take in. Yeah. Not now, but like. Yeah, not now, in like six months or so. Yeah, you got to wait before she starts like cutting her hair and shit. <laughs> um, the BET Hip Hop Awards were on. Did you watch them? I did not watch them. I heard about uh, some winners, some snubs. When's the last time you watched an award show? Um, I'm a Cody's gonna laugh at this because I'm he's never heard anyone say to say the video music awards from like no 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 he's never heard anyone say oh I I put the this music on my SD card so I can listen to some old Logic nah I I watched I think uh, an MTV VMA because Logic was performing like the one eight hundred shit and it was like super emotional anyways and I was like damn why am I watching this right now. Like I actually I'll, watched that. You did watch that? I actually watched it. It was fire. Yeah, Alessia Cara was uh, she, big, big fan of Alessia Cara. That was the last like show I watched. I think that was like 2017, maybe? Not too long ago. What about you? Couldn't tell you. I'm not. I just look at the results afterwards. Right. For me, like, I don't know, the presenters and stuff. You got to watch somebody that you like who can't really read embarrass themselves on TV. Right. And then if you don't if you don't like who the musical performances are, it's like, oh, now I get to watch Lizzo twerk for 20 minutes. <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. But no, I guess, yeah, I heard there were some snubs. So one of the things that sticks out to me, but these, these groupings are really weird. So you look at Hip Hop Album of the Year, it was... Blame It On Baby and Kirk by the Baby. So he had two albums, High Off Life by Future, My Turn by Lil Baby, Sugar by Megan Thee Stallion, and then, what is it? Please excuse me for being anti-social. anti-social. Roddy shit slapped. And that, dropped, and that dropped early in the year. I'm kind of happy he got his flowers for... It's because the box lived the, bo- the box 
fire. You kidding me? And the features he's got on that album. That one song of the year, I think. Yep, song of the year in the box. <sighs> Shit was super tough. That's a song that'll live forever, in my opinion. See, so best duo or group. Okay. See, they slid duo in there or else like Chris Brown and Young Thug. So the name of all the other nominations are actually like group group names. And yeah, then it's like Chris Brown and Young Thug. Like Chris what Brown yo? and Young Thug, they'll occasionally come together and do something. But like the City Girls are a group. Yeah. Earth Gang is a group. The Migos are a group. Run the, Run the Jewels are a group. Yeah. Like they, even, they put the Jack Boys in there, but the Jack Boys are the same thing. It's mm-hmm. individuals who just came together. So I don't know. I would have gave it to the City Girls, I think. Or Run run the Jewels isn't going to win that shit, but I would have given it to the City Girls or Run the Jewels. We'll give Meg Thee Stallion her props, too. Winning Hip Hop Artist of the Year. That Savage Joint. And then uh, what was the shit the year before? Hot Girl Summer or whatever? She was was building herself up. Savage. You're mad enthusiastic about Meg Thee Stallion. Eh, Yeah. But uh, we'll give her her props. Hip Hop Artist of the Year. <clears throat> she had, yeah, she had a pretty big year. Yeah, it's for sure. To, uh, best new yeah. hip hop artist, Pop Smoke, won that one. Shout out to Pop, R.I.P. Rest to Pop. in peace, Pop. Smoke. You deserve that. Best hip hop platform, the Joe Budden podcast. Yo, that was wild to me. That hot new hip hop, like that's just something. I, like when I was in like high school, that was like where you found all your underground music. It's kind of crazy how they've evolved to be the kinda, Shade Room. Is the Shade Room a hip hop platform? No, they're not. No, I'm not getting any aren't they new like music TMZ? off the. <clears throat> the Shade Room yeah. is like gossip and current yeah. events and stuff. It's not a hip hop platform. Impact track. Which track impacted you the most? Okay, can we talk about this? Sure. What did we? What did you think about "Snow on the Bluff" by Cole? It was okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I had a lot of expectation when I heard Cole was dropping some new music, and then "Snow on the Bluff" dropped, and I liked it, but I was just kind of like, meh. J Cole oh, serving Lu- up the, yeah. the other joint, Lewis Street. I think is what it was called. Snow on the Bluff was. So, so in terms of like being impactful, I think it fits in that category. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't slap. Right. Little well, baby, the bigger little picture. Baby, little bigger baby. Picture. He, yeah, it's probably little baby. He yeah. was uh he was tight. He got snubbed off album of the year. Uh, my turn. That that album was fire. I don't know if you mess with that at all, but I'm trying to think if I would put it over Roddy Rich's album. Nah, I don't think you can. But he was tight. I guess he retweeted something or favorite. See, like something. I prefer right little baby over Roddy Rich mm-hmm. any day. That's oh yeah, my, that's just my preference. Little baby's album was was dense. There was a lot of good tracks on there. That yeah. commercial shit with Uzi. Well, big, come on, big guy, big fan. Anything else? What else are we looking at? Future and Drake won best video. Was that video tough? I can't even remember. Life is good. It's when they were the chefs. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Drake on that 2C slide. (laughs) But I mean, 2020 is a weird year for... Super weird. Awards and musical accolades. Because if you weren't a top tier artist, you weren't really dropping the music. Well, I can't say that. I feel like Lil Baby had a big 2020. The pool isn't as full as it usually is. A lot, lot, of, lot of fresh meat. A lot of new artists on there. You know what I mean? Overall, kind of 
talking about the hip hop game and whatnot. Yeah, I think so. Going into the hip hop game, and what is it, Cody? Five hours now. Five hours now. Three hours and 51 minutes. Oh, three hours and 51 minutes. 59 minutes. 59 minutes. Not that anyone's counting. Our own KB has got his EP coming out before the storm. Before the storm. This man's mad humble. October 30th on all your streaming platforms. Go stream it. This man's always too humble. So I literally put out a section on our topic list and just said, KB, talk your shit, man. So uh, why don't we premiere a track here right on the pod? Okay, uh, we have, I'm trying to think, which one do we want to do? I mean, you got some shit. I do. Here's, here's Bad For Me, Bad For Me off my upcoming EP, Before The Store. When I couldn't make my mind up She was breaking hearts But she wasn't tearing mine up Stayed cool I knew shorty back in grade school Ball with her brother And seen her around the way too Been some years since she hit me on some Hey you Now she on my FaceTime Text me every day too My niggas ask me who it is I never say you Shit the only time in life I never stayed true Nah, shorty was way different A lot of niggas tried to ride the way, but they ain't listen Both from the queue, so you know it's that same vision Told me keep whipping up, crack out the same kitchen When my music ain't slapped, told me to stay with it Had to hold it down, nah, I say that I ain't hit it Silence the lame critics that tried to say fate did it Right when the day hit it, decided I ain't with it And had her like... And all that put me on daylight savings. I had to fall back. If it ain't doing me dirty, then what you call that? If I did it, she had the whip with a ball back. But now I see the move, thinking that she cheated through. She ain't thinking leaving me just mean I'm free to choose. Not many situations that you see me lose. Now when you see me leave the scene, I leave with three and two. Ducking questions if they asking shit with me and you. If it was 50-50, then it ain't shit left for me to do. Feelings change like seasons, no reason to. Now she belonged to the streets, I should have seen it through. It's all good, cause the team lit. See her on my story, trying to see the ones I be with. Never getting jealous of the niggas that she seen with. Never give her more than you want. Wanna see her leave with G shit. You and I, we were not that fly. Fall in love, I am not that guy. Breaking hearts, I don't take that light. Fall in love, I ain't take that right. Not that fly, fall in love, I am not that 
Fat God. Yeah, that was bad for me. It's the K- second song off the project. KB, how does it feel to release a, a project, an EP, back to the public? It, it's been a minute, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2015 or 16. No, it's cool. This is the first like commercial project. Mm. Everything up till now has been like loose songs and like mixtapes and stuff on the internet. So this is the first EP that'll be like on Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah, I'm hype. Everybody can go out there and get it. Yeah, I can just search your name right up in the search bar. It'll pop up before the storm. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, this is a this is a big step for you and uh, Part Time Records. Yeah, it's cool. It's you get to share your art. It's something that yeah, you know, you don't necessarily you don't do things to get rich. Oh, you know, you, no, 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 no. You know, it's it's like how somebody would just sit in the crib and paint just because it's something that they like right. to do. I like to sit around and find beats and rap. And, and I don't... It's I don't, cool. Yeah, I don't want to say this is this project is something to get off your shoulders, but I think this might really get the ball rolling with just you and your creative direction. Do you agree? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think so. I've always kind of tried to be self-sufficient creatively. Like if right. I, you know, get a, a go on a whim and find something dope, I try and follow it and right. chase it and keep it going as long as I can. Absolutely. But it's cool. Like to that point, I think the part-time records thing made sense because they kind of enabled me to be in that position. Yeah, absolutely. So like I'm not overexerting myself to create and to mm-hmm. do other things. I have people to bounce things off of and Absolutely. You got a lot of do things with. A lot of good people in your circle for sure. Yeah, man. But before the storm on all your platforms. Ten thirty. Go get that. Cop that. Daryl Morey, we talked about him leaving the yeah, Houston Rockets. That was quick, huh? Yeah, so much, quick. so much for wanting to spend time with the family. He's yeah. working out the final details of becoming the president for the Philadelphia 76ers. You want to know why I like the Sixers? They don't waste no time. You know what I mean? Like, they're always they trying. They don't? Well, hey, they trusted the process. I think that's what it was. was they tru- big ass waste they, of time. They trusted the process for so long. Now they're like, we got to get shit together. They're trying to tighten the ship, bring Daryl Morey in there. I don't know what he's going to do with Elton Brand as the GM. You think he gets the axe? Or you think he kind of takes him under his wing? I don't know. I don't know. I think it depends. I don't think you come in to clean house. But eh, some, sometimes you some do. people do. Yeah. But, but I don't um, Elton Brand, I don't think this is something that needs to be dismantled. No, 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 no. I mean. Maybe it, not let J.J. Reddick go, not let Jimmy Butler go. And I was going to say. This team is in a different spot. His fumble with, with Jimmy Butler led him to paying Tobias Harris. And to me, that is something that's, you got five years left on the books. That's a big that's blunder. A bad deal. That's a yeah. big blunder. No, you're stuck. I mean, Tobias Harris is good. He's good. Um, wrong, but I totally, that's the thing in the NBA is there are great players on bad teams. And once they go on good teams, they're just okay. 
And a lot of it is role. Like, yeah. what are you, what is your skill set versus what you're asked to do? Mm-hmm. So a lot of players, you may, you know, my thing is getting to the rack, but on this team, they need me to be prepared for the corner three or whatever. So. Right, and you were spot on with J.J. Redick for the fact that they let him walk, and that is the exact asset that they need is a three-point a shooter. shooter. Yeah. When Ben Simmons is sitting there going to the hole every single possession, you need someone you can kick it to. So to not have Redick there, I mean, they were just troubled from the get-go last Asking year. Asking for trouble, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what Daryl Morey does. I want to know... I want to know who he values if he puts one over the other in yeah. terms of Simmons and Embiid. To see how he looks at things with a new team will be very interesting. I would try to make it work with the two of them. Oh, absolutely. Those are great pieces to have. So let's see what he does in the offseason. For sure. Mm-hmm. And then the Rockets have moved on. They signed a new head coach, Steven Silas from the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, okay. He's now the head coach of the Houston Rockets. He's a Carlisle disciple? Yep, he's a, a Carlisle disciple. I love Carlisle, so I'll give him I'll give him a chance. Yep, he was pushing his experience coaching Steph, Kemba, and Luka Doncic. Sheesh. So like he can he would presumably presumably be able to coach James Harden, but I don't think James Harden is difficult to No, nah, I don't think I so. Think you just gotta Not at all. be prepared to coach around who he is. I'm the Rockets, I'm moving Russ. And I'm getting a true point guard. Or Keep or, them together. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see what's around in free agency. I, I haven't even peeked at uh, who's out there right now. It's not anything crazy like how last year was like. Oh, last year was insane. Power shifting. This year yep. it's more. It's a lot of player options. A lot, lot of, of team options. Uh, I got you. Yeah. So, but, yeah, we might get the NBA a little later than usual this year with this whole COVID thing. Uh, we're I knew we'd get it later. I'm just worried about how soon it is. They're talking. They're debating starting it with the 22nd is what they were saying. Okay, of December? Of December. Hmm. It usually starts like late October, October. right? October, That's yeah, wild. But, so it would be going like now. Yeah, we would. Oh, yeah, the because season the season would have ended in the end of June. Yeah, so, the season yeah. would have just started. But the season just ended in September. So like what are you, mm-hmm. or October, excuse me. So like the, I guess the question is how long do you wait? How much money can the league stand to lose? How much how much time off before the TV companies are starting to, starting to wonder when their money's going to start to come back to them? Scratch their neck a little bit, you know? Yeah, so I could see the push to get it done. And it was January 18th as the alternative. And that's mm-hmm. what the players want. Like um, a really big majority, a lot of stars. Honestly, they're I mean, pushing for January. Because if I was just in the bubble until yeah, October, fam, I need more than two say. months. And on top of that, the NBA draft hasn't even gone on yet. So right. so why don't we give these rookies some time as well to kind of get acclimated with the NBA? So, I mean, January 18th makes all the sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess. For me, I, I don't have a dog in it either way as long as basketball right. comes back. I mean, I'm going to miss those Christmas games, though. What are we going to do during Christmas, man? <laughs> Spend the time with your goddamn uh, family. You're right, you're right. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Danny Green's out there saying LeBron's not even going to show up if they start in December. That's what I heard. Yo, stop snitching, Danny Green. Danny Green, go somewhere. Just want a ring. Mad information. Just want a ring. And you probably shouldn't have. He's won the last three. This man, Danny Green. Danny Green won with San Antonio. He won with Toronto. And then he just won with LA. That's funny. 
That's, That's super funny. And he's getting paid like 14 mil from the Lakers. I think he's one of the people on a player option. He's, he's like Robert Horry. He's going to right. Less. Yeah, he's less. like Robert Horry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Less. I mean, but he wasn't shooting like game minutes. No, right. right his right. his memorable yeah, moments are the same. Yeah. Toned down for sure. As far as like being lucky enough to hop on a team that wins, but you know, is it luck or is it foresight? Keep your third eye open. <laughs> Keep your third eye open. Robert's got seven. Stay woke, huh? Robert's got seven. Robert Horry has seven. Seven championships? I think so. It's something wild like that. I don't know. I don't count. I'll be better with that information. <laughs> yeah, Cody will figure please, out how many championships hold. Robert Horry has and then keep that information to his fucking self. <laughs> um, week eight in the NFL is coming up. Let's go. I'm hyped. I'm hyped too, man. So I want to see Vegas beat up on Cleveland. Vegas beat up on Cleveland. It's crazy that you guys are underdogs in that. Two, yeah. and, a, two and a half point underdogs. I think it's the holes in the line and the Paul say, Gunther defense. Yeah, the O-line thing where they're all out on COVID. COVID and no and time injury, to practice. Yeah. And that team's still not healthy, and they're still looking that impressive. They Impressive coming off a loss to Tom Brady and them. but Yeah. you know, For sure. I like that Las Vegas team. Tonight we got Atlanta and Carolina playing. That should be a game. Eagles-Cowboys. Eagles boys Sunday, Sunday night, night game. game. That's gonna be ugly. No, ugly is New York at Kansas City. The Jets York. play the Chiefs. Those poor Jets. What's that spread like? I think it's nineteen and a half. Well, as of Wednesday, it was nineteen and a half. That's a little steep. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a lot. There's of still points. grown men out there, right? I'm gonna. T- I think I, w- I would take the points in that. That's a lot of points. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. yeah, you're right. So for the Monday night game, we got uh, the Bucks versus Steel Giants. Any like any type of primetime game probably shouldn't have an NFC East team in it. And I'm an Eagles fan, and I'm saying that. I think it's the trap of Tom Brady against the New York Giants. So you get all those oh, people from true, that true 2007 the Super Bowl days. Yeah, we beat Tom Brady two oh, yeah. times. You was a Tom two Brady times. killer. Get out of here. People say that. Oh, yeah. They do. Eli's the Tom Brady killer. He's Tom Brady slayer. You know, Eli Manning doesn't come up in football conversations. <laughs> oh, eh, for Giants fans, he's he's on their holy grail, you could say. I suppose. Eh. So I've been getting beat up for my fantasy takes on Man, here. Man, I know. So I just started to put the actual <laughs> rankings in this bitch. You know, look up at rankings before he says something. Yeah, well, I mean, my roster is set. Oh, yeah. This is, like, Derrick Henry's number one, Al, uh, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook. I think... How come three out of the top five running backs are, are questionable? All questionable? Just that time of the season, what, eight weeks, seven, eight weeks in? Yeah. Just bang. They're not going to practice every day during the week if they're a veteran. You know what no. I mean? Uh, no. The glaring big caution, like, if I had a freaking siren button to go off on is uh, Ezekiel Elliott that the Dallas offense just looks atrocious. Uh, he was a top two back with Dak in there without Dak. I think they're in serious trouble. Uh, if I own Zeke in any fantasy leagues, I'm, I'm dealing them off. I recently, uh, you're really going to run crickets on me. 
You're telling people to get rid of Ezekiel. I'm saying get rid of Zeke. That offense can't move right now. They're they're struggling. Okay. That's my my one hot take for the week. And they're not going to get it straight for the rest of the eight weeks of the season that's left. They got Zach Martin coming back. They're left guard. But I don't know, man. No, I mean, it's it's tough right now in Dallas. Yeah, very tough time. Um, OBJ tore his ACL uh, saw that. going back on an interception. You hate to see it, too. Hopefully I had him in one better. of my leagues. That was tough. Um, Hit the drop drop button on him. So yeah, OBJ, I hope you get better, bro. Devontae Adams is number one. That man had, like, 12 catches last week for, like, 200 yards and two tuds. That, that dude went off. He's different. Aaron Rodgers was... Definitely lucky to have Aaron Rodgers is slowly letting everybody know I might be MVP. After Russ's performance last week. Yo, you lose one game. Yeah, I, I know because the and Packers lost it. Tom Brady's no, MVP to win again. That That's so weird. Everyone always gives Brady all the credit. Yeah, and then the Seahawks are going to win the West and make the playoffs as like a two seed and everybody's going to be right. praising him again. Facts. We've seen this before. Yeah, it sounds all so familiar. Uh, shout out Robbie Anderson. Oh yeah, top ten, top ten, top ten. Still putting on. <laughs> Nuts. And Gage isn't even on the list. All right. <laughs> shout out to that. He'll come through, man. Gage will come around. I hope so. Calvin oh. Ridley is fucking it up for me. Yeah. Tight ends. Tight end is always tough because tight ends <clears throat> very tough. Teams will have a million of them and then only use one or two or right. not use any of them. And half the time you can't even guess what ones it are. Right? Yeah, they George are. Kittle's number one. Travis Kelsey's number two. Darren Waller's number three. Mark Andrews, number four. Like, look it after seven. It's a crapshoot. Rock Smith, Gronkowski, Hunter Henry, Noah Fant, Jimmy Graham, Eric Ebron. Aiden Hurst, TJ Hawkinson. I like TJ Hawkinson. I like Hawkinson a lot. Like Gusecki. It's like all tight ends who were nice as shit five years ago. Oh, I have another. Can I, can I give you one more hot take? Hot take? Yeah. Go for it. Uh, So he's number 21 ranked in the week eight uh, running back rankings, DeAndre Swift for Detroit. He's finally healthy off of these injuries he had earlier in the year. Okay. I think that man might. I sound crazy. I think he's going to finish as a tw- top 12 back. Yeah, he's he, the last three weeks, he's really catching some steam. I'm trying to trade for DeAndre Swift in every league right now. I'm trying to catch owners kind of like trying to sell him high because they think like, oh, he had a but couple of But the minute the weeks. trade request goes through, like now my brain starts ticking. Or like, right. why is he trying to get this guy off of me? Ex- at, and that's whenever, he me? He whenever me anyone off? looks at a trade for me, they're like, What's his ulterior motive? Why does he want him? I'm the worst person to send a trade to because my response is going to be something that's better for me. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you're going to flip the table around and yeah. see, all right, what's and he going to bite on? And we walk it back from there and right. see what I can all right. shake out of your you pocket. S- you start the combo up, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like you it. You start high, negotiate low. Mm, for sure. <laughs> True tactics of a salesman over here. Got to do what you got to do, man. Fantasy season is getting real. We're halfway through the season already. We're right in the brunt of it right now. Are you changing any of your Super Bowl picks? I'm still going Chiefs, nah, Hawks. I'm riding, uh, what do I have, Green Bay and Chiefs? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to keep riding Green Bay right now. They're looking tough. Running backs hurt, but they're still doing their thing. I matched up against my wife in fantasy this week. Yikes. 
and she's projected to go off. Yep. I got to fix a couple things, but she's... Couple? She's looking nuts. She's got Lamar Jackson, Todd Gurley. Josh (sighs) Kelly. Josh Kelly, Corey Davis, Jay Crowder, Greg Olson. Yo, I think she just plotted. Like, she made sure she had a team that was tougher than yours. defense. So you guys, get, you guys got any wild, like, side bets that you can talk about on air? Or? <laughs> you can talk about on air. Yeah, no, I mean, nothing freaky. We usually bet, like, apple pie or, like, something oh, okay. funny. Like, you got to right. make me dinner. Or I give, was me think, a, I was, give me a back massage. Right, I was thinking something along those lines. But. I got to be allowed to tell you to shut up sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Jets, 0-7. Sad. I mean, tank for Trevor. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Sam? You trade Sam Darnold, obviously, right? Yeah, I'm going to trade Sam Darnold to the Colts. If the Colts don't uh, get Matt Ryan off the Falcons, I mean, yeah, I think Sam Darnold's a good quarterback. He's just in a really bad situation right now. Good point. Sam Darnold is... He's probably going to do better in a place that already has a line. Oh, yeah. yeah, That, like, has a weapon or two. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, he's mo- he can move. Around- he moves around in the pocket well. You'd be surprised if you actually watch some Jets. I know it sounds gross. If you watch some Jets tape, he's not bad. It's just everything around. Not him. even the game. <laughs> Take extra time out of your life to go watch Jets tape. Sorry, I'm here. a football guy, yo. When I think of games, I think of tape. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I just don't look at it that way. No, I'm I get not. it. I get it. I don't know. Like for me. I'd rather look at the numbers. You're a box score chaser. Chaser, yeah. That's, why do I feel like you just shamed me? In I some did. Way? Come on, man. Box, box score. score box score doesn't tell everything, though. It, it literally does. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the I, box score literally tells you everything. I mean, it can, but it can at the same time. It's like, I mean, what do you have to see the ball in the air to understand that 400 yards is a lot? Not okay. at all, but when you're Sam Darnold and you're just running for your life every snap, you're probably... Yeah, you're, now, if I'm trying to analyze a player right. and, like, break him down, then, yes, you have to watch it. Right. But are you talking just, yeah. Are you talking just, I, like, I look fantasy at, or... Huh? Are you talking, like, from a fantasy perspective or... I no, gonna, I mean, I'm a fan enough of the... Like, I remember somebody I used to watch was uh, Jared Allen. Jared the defensive Allen. end yeah. who used to play for the Vikings. Right. I would just watch his YouTube clips and like his highlights. I didn't play defensive end. That like dude I wasn't was a dog. trying to get better. I just liked watching him right. kill a left tackle and then put the quarterback in the ground. And he was a funny dude too. He was a funny dude. NFL Films does a great job on kind of showing the players' personality because they can kind of get they kind of get uh, shadowed over like when they have a helmet on. I don't know. They you can't really see how dudes are acting, or they're not mic'd up all the time. Yeah. But NFL films, uh, they actually they don't they, promote the individual in football. Not not much at all. So they actually had Buddha Baker mic'd up. Uh, did you see the? You you saw it for sure. The Russell Wilson interception and uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah. He ran down Buddha Baker. Yeah. He had Buddha Baker or NFL films had Buddha Baker mic'd up, and he was running to the crib. I think he was at like the ten. And he got tackled by DK Metcalf. And he was like, where the fuck did he come from? (laughs) So shit like that. Um, Just giving those players their own spotlight here and there. I mean, that's 
The NFL is getting it. It helps you grow the game. Absolutely. That And it's all like when they mic these players up, you're hearing the, the grunts, the hits of the shoulder pads, like little shit like that. Like I love that shit. Yeah, it entices you to play. Yeah. So NFL, uh, every week they put out a weekly, uh, like a 20-minute YouTube video. Mm. And it's just all like dope clips of all the players they mic'd up. You should definitely check it out if you're just bored one day. They're giving it out for free when they yeah. could be packaging mm-hmm. it somewhere. Yeah, for sure. I always felt like that kind of content is like almost as good as the game itself. Oh, easily. I agree. 100%. What's exclusive content? No, like they don't. Like how they talk about like the machine doesn't really know how to really. The machine can replicate a good idea, but it can't come up with one. Yeah, it don't have that. Yeah. Right. I agree. It looks like Julio's got two catches for 52. He must have caught a long one. Yeah, better calm that shit down. I need this win. <laughs> or Robbie Anderson better work that magic that apparently Russell Gage wasn't going to give me. But, yeah, I'm looking. I'm coming back. I'm I'm fighting for my life, but I'm coming back. That's all you can do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> Oh man, are you listening to anything specific? Anything new? Um, when it comes to new, I'm still on Benny. Uh, we already went into a huge thing about Benny, but uh, I was digging on the shout out to the Joe Budden podcast. I was listening to Rory on his uh, 2020 like best album takes, and he brought up uh, Royce of Five Nine. So uh, he dropped an album allegory. Oh yeah. Uh, back in like March, so I ran through that dope album. Uh, I don't know about album of the year vibes, but Royce is all over. He's all over that killing. Uh, What's your album of the year? Yikes! On the spot. Yeah, no zero uh, prep. I don't have one either. Ben, I mean Benny the Butcher. That's a safe bet. Yeah, listening to Benny or like I'm listening to. I was telling Cody and KB a couple of days ago. You listen to War Paint at very very high decibel levels, and you'll be ready to just. Go off. On I just any, got a new car. At anyone in front of you. that song to death. You're in the weight room. Bump war paint as loud as you can. You're going to be benching 315. And no I don't count. know if it's that, though. I don't know if it's playing if it's in the not, weight room. I, I, I was bumping it in the weight room, but, I mean, Meek Mill's a little better when he's screaming at you in the weight I, room. Like, that's, the weight room is a different kind of vibe uh-huh. for me. I, like, I would actually love to go over my gym playlist one day. I'm a different human. I'm we got to... Cody's got a Lannis Moore set for the run. Making <laughs> <laughs> my way downtown. He's literally running downtown. Walking fast. Vanessa Carlton for the deadlift. <laughs> I'm about to get this in real quick. And I need you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I fucked up. Yo, Cody is definitely listening to Michelle Branch at the yeah, shout out to Michelle Branch. Yo, why are we coming at Cody like this right now? Because uh-huh. of his eclectic music. taste. I classical music before I used to get, you know, young folks like y'all buckets at the YMCA. Sheesh, them buckets. Duncan, <laughs> Cody's got something out for you, by the way. I'm just calling it out on air. Cody's going to give you work, Duncan. Now we're going to give our, our personal, <laughs> our personal athletic vendettas. Cody's <laughs> never given me buckets in the history of life. We haven't. That's the only thing we even played each other. With. No, we're always we on the same team. Yeah. yeah. Liverpool YMCA Wessel Road. No, we played travel. Down. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, me and Cody are on the same team. Oh, no shit. No, it was just like... Like, like you're traveling rec around. Leagues, park leagues. Word. That's what's up, though. We should get that back going. I still got it, man. Fuck with ultimate. Yo, you want to know an, a slept on rec sport? Yo, kickball. Kickball's fire. Because kickball gets competitive. But ultimate frisbees. And it'll kind of, it puts you in your baseball bag a little bit, yeah, but it's it a does. little more fun. Baseball principles. Yeah. Because yeah. I, <laughs> I got a boot. Yeah, shit is fun. Two type champ at the YMCA. Come right. holla at me. Respect, respect. With my championship banner around the house. <laughs> oh, man. Is that it? Fantasy football, Ashley Graham. No, Shout out Ashley Graham. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think that might be it, man. Episode six in the books. Yeah, episode six in the bag. Yeah, man. Thank everybody for listening again. We got a lot of feedback on episode five, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Four, five. Four. It was four? It was five, last one. Five, the last yep. one. Yeah, shout out to everybody who's listening. Yeah, shout out to everybody listening. Love the text messages. You guys hit me up. Hit us up on social media, too. Don't be uh, don't be scared, all right? Yo, stop advertising your OnlyFans, bro. It's I'm going to keep the OnlyFans pushing. Last year was about time. Brandon. This year's about expanding. <laughs> shout out my boy, Benny. <laughs> all right, gang. It was good talking. Love. Peace.